I'm Susan Grace, and this is Be the Evidence. We are at the new moon in Aries. Um, this is a this is a complicated week. It is a uh, like a paradigm shift kind of week. It feels really big in our humanness. It feels like we're in the middle of a cycle that's so big we're not sure what to make of it, where our self agency is, how to handle it. Uh, that kind of stuff. We can feel really small in this environment. Um, so let's let's arm ourselves with information. Yeah, let's talk about the mechanics of the moon, new moon itself, and then we're gonna we're gonna build it out from there because there there are other big things happening this week that also give us a foreshadow in what's coming after the eclipses that start at the end of April. So new moon in Aries, Mercury is conjunct. Jupiter's already in Aries coming off of Chiron. So we have a stellium in Aries. A stellium is three or more planets or luminaries in the same sign at the same time. When you have a stellium, it makes that energy like supercharged. Um, it's, uh, it's expansive. It's emphasized. There's a lot of it. In Aries, the way to use Aries at a higher octave is to let it embolden you with courage and bravery with empowerment and it's used specifically to stand in the name of things that are important and to protect vulnerability that's what that warrior energy is used for at the higher octave okay at a lower octave and i'm not picking on aries in my opinion every sign has a higher octave and a lower octave the lower octave of aries is to be reactive um to be defensive, to be destructively impulsive, uh, to blame. And all of that, to argue, okay, confrontation, that kind of stuff. All of that has the underbelly, usually of uh, fear. Fear is what's underneath those. It's just Aries has a way of having the reactivity in front of what it's actually uh, feeling underneath, okay? so. Straight out of the gate, understand that while we're new moon in Aries, this is not normal. We're going to have a second new moon um, that is going to be an eclipse on uh, April 20th. So the first one today is at zero degrees Aries. The next new moon in Aries will be at 29 degrees. The first degree of a sign for this one, the last degree of the sign for the second one. The second one will be a solar eclipse. So. We have really raw energy in Aries that will build up to the master level of Aries. But the master level of Aries at 29 is a testing degree. It's called the anoretic degree, and it tests you to see if you learned the cycle of the sun being in that sign or whatever planet being in that sign. As it's, as it's exiting, it gives you an exit exam. Okay, So at the zero degree, it's underdeveloped. You should expect, at the very least, people around you being those things, argumentative, confrontational, uh, reactive, defensive, probably some paranoia in there. And then you'll probably feel it pop up for you too, where you go, oh my God, where did that come from? Where, you know, I don't know, somebody turns the AC to a degree you don't like, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, wow, where did that come from? Um, so being reactive whenever something is happening that you don't like, okay? The flip side of it is to be to look up and think that everyone's mad at you when no one is. 
Okay. I mean, I just had an email pop up earlier today and I felt reactive. Like I thought that they were sending me an email because they were mad at me. All they were doing was rescheduling. (laughs) I was like, wow, there's, there's Aries. Holy shit. And so you just, you just take a, take a deep breath, calm down, go for a walk. Movement helps. Okay. And, and we've been talking about this since January, your presence practices help a lot too. Movement helps because it gets the excess energy of Aries off the top so that you're not just being impulsive without really thinking. Um, and then presence, it's, it gets you back into the body and back into the present moment so that you can see, do I really want to react this way? Is it getting me, getting me the result that I'm actually aiming for? Okay. So presence, movement can help. You, you probably will find um, within you the reactivity kind of stuff come suddenly and so you need to give yourself a lot of mercy a lot of forgiveness work through it apologize if necessary don't get don't start saying well you triggered me and that's why i'm being a dick don't do that okay (laughs) if you're if you're being rude or mean or aggressive just own it and apologize and do better um but I'll, i'll tell you that one of the things that i've learned as being a Mars and Aries person, it's taken me a long time to, uh, to put a leash on that thing. Wow. Like I really have to have, I've had to train it like, you know, like a dog gone wild. I've had to been like heel, you know, and, and have, have, have my Aries energy be intentional about what it's trying to do. So I, I, I try to use it, um, to defend vulnerability and to start new things in a brave or courageous way, that kind of stuff. Um, but whenever it sneaks up on me and I find myself pop, I've learned to take responsibility for that, take a time out, go for a walk, do something. But then also to respect that if I get flared up like that, it's not because I'm bored. It's because something really has happened and it needs to be addressed, not from a reactive stance, but from a present stance. Okay. So monitor that too. If something comes up, check to make sure that something doesn't actually need to be addressed, like a boundary issue. Okay. So new moon in Aries, the pull is to try and start new things, probably because you are in an environment where such big energies are surrounding you that you want to just pull any lever at all, just to see something happen and feel like you are in control of something happening. But I don't, I don't think you should do that. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Of course, I'm not your mom. Okay. But you know, I've been talking about this pocket of, of Mars energy since the end of last year, whenever Jupiter went into Aries, uh, was December 20th, December 20th of 2022. But the Mars energy is going to build and build and build and build. It's going to come to a crescendo at the eclipses. So um, the new moon solar eclipse on April 20th, and then the full moon lunar in Scorpio, the ancient ruler of Scorpio is Mars. So that's a Mars-driven eclipse as well. That is on May 5th. We need to get to the other side of these because there's so much volatility in the air. Plus the eclipses will have a Mercury retrograde in Taurus happening at the same time. You really don't know what you're looking at. Now, whenever I talk to clients, when I'm in, in readings with people and I'm asking, can you, can you, is it possible, can you afford to wait to make any long 
long, impactful decisions until after we get out of this pocket. Um, some people are like, yes, I can wait. And some people are like, I don't want to wait. They could if they wanted to, but their their impatience is so high that they're like, fuck it. And they just do it anyway to see what's going to happen, which I support what anybody wants to do with their free will. Absolutely. But I'm just sharing that with you because I can't tell you how many clients come back for their next uh, catch up reading with me. And they're like, yep, you were right. I shouldn't have done that. So it's not about, you know, me being right. That's not my point. My point is if you're feeling impatient, maybe ask yourself why. If something absolutely has to be decided on today or, you know, before May 5th, then make sure that you're present. Make sure you're not acting from a place of reactivity. Um, and make sure you've thought it through several times to make sure that whatever you're about to do or decide or say or whatever is actually getting you to the end result that you want to be at. Okay. So I'll leave it at that. You have to do something right now. Just make sure you're doing it consciously. The pull to start something new, you should use that to your advantage, but not in a way that has you absolutely certain about what the long-term is going to look like. So what I mean by that is um, it was about two or three weeks ago, whenever it appeared to me that people were really starting to feel a, a lot of distance between like our current selves. And if there's a future self, we can't even see it. The, the distance is so vast. You don't even know if there's a future self, like you don't even know if you're going to make it. And then the distance that we have between each other, really vast. And that created a lot of fear. And it's been in the last week and a half that I am noticing uh, clusters of clients that I'm reading for where they're starting to see what looks like probably is going to materialize and where they're headed next, although they can't see all of it just yet. Okay. So like, for example, and this one, I'm completely making up. I'm not, I don't want to give, I don't want to break confidentiality on anyone's readings with me. But so this is just an example. If you suddenly were to go, you know what, I think I'm going to start, I think I'm going to start speaking, like travel speaking, I'm going to start speaking in person, it's going to be in multiple cities. The way that you would use just start energy right now, knowing that that's what you see up ahead, although you're not sure how it's going to land, is you would start getting really healthy, because you're going to be on a lot of planes like that, right? Or if you if you look at your luggage and you're like, this luggage ain't going to cut it, then go get a new suitcase. You don't know how you're going to get all the way there, but you're starting where you are. Okay, so start anything. Um, I personally know that I'm going to change some of the things about the way that I do my work. And <clears throat> it's going to require me to have an even cleaner vessel than I've already got. And I've been, you know, if you've been listening to me for a while, I've been working on this for months and months and months and, and I need to do it even more. I need to get like Uber <laughs> cleaned out with my vessel because, um, the next phase that I want to go into is really important to me and it's going to last a, a long time. I'm not there yet, but I can see it starting to form and I need to make sure that I am really strong and clear whenever um, forward action really starts to come into play. We'll get into the forward action in a second about how do you know whenever it's time to start moving into the future officially. I'll tell you that in a second. Okay. So around the new moon, start where you are. 
whatever makes sense in the immediate of, uh, you know, I don't know why, but I feel like I need to clean out the garage, then just go do it. Okay. I don't know why, but I feel like I need to get business cards. Great. Go order them. Okay. It's okay to not know why, but to let the Aries energy feel like fire underneath you that says, just go do it. And then you just trust that and go do it at zero degrees. You're not going to know why it'll play out more when we get to 29 degrees at the next new moon in Aries. And then we have other things that need to unfold too. And that's where we're going next. The same week, this week, in two days, on Wednesday, the 23rd, Pluto shifts from Capricorn to Aquarius. Pluto first went into Capricorn in 2008. It's going into Aquarius now. The last time Pluto was in Aquarius, the last time Pluto was at like the 27 degree mark in Capricorn was when the U.S. signed the Declaration of Independence. So 1776, right? And then, so that means that last time Pluto went into Aquarius itself was 1777. That was a long time ago. <laughs> and so nobody on earth, okay, knows what this is going to look like. Nobody currently alive has seen this. Um, I mean, unless it's past life stuff, but, you know, we're not going to worry about that. If you're alive right now, it has not happened since you've been alive. Um, I think that, well, first, let me say, we are not done with Pluto and Capricorn. So people are getting super excited about Pluto and Aquarius. You need to understand that it's going to wobble between Aquarius and Capricorn. So Pluto goes into Aquarius, March to June. Then it'll be back in Capricorn, June to like, I think it's the end of January of 2024. And then it'll be in Aquarius from like the end of January to September of 2024. Then it goes back into Capricorn again, September to November, which you know, side note is the U.S.'s presidential election. <laughs> and then uh, later in November, it'll go back into Aquarius and then stay there until the year 2043. So there's a wobble that's happening. Um, Pluto and Capricorn is the collapse of traditions and rules and expectations, control systems, how it's always been, the rigidity of thought, the stories we tell ourselves about how it's always been and therefore this is how it's always going to be, all of that really like hard, rigid stuff, that's especially if it's oppressive, okay? If, it is, if it's pushing down on your humanness, if it's stopping your brave vulnerability, if it's not allowing you to create a life for yourself that's visionary and future forward outside of meeting the expectations of control systems outside of you, if it's stopping you from being your... Um, your authentic, true, rebellious, I'm going my own way self, okay? If it's stopping that, it's collapsing. That can be relationships, okay? It can be uh, generational patterns. It probably is definitely going to be shadows that you still hold on to that you haven't processed, okay? And and one of the most difficult things that I've witnessed people um, handle and move through in the last um, 13, 13, 13 years I've been doing this, 12, something like that. Anyway, a long time, um, is letting go of the story, letting go of the story that you have been holding on to about this is how it's always been and this is how it's going to be. Another story, the story of your brokenness. Okay, the story of your brokenness plays out again and again and again and again, and it never 
You never move on from it. The rigidity of those stories are really hard to let go of. It takes a lot of bravery to go into new territory, not knowing what's going to happen outside of what you've seen so far. I mean, it really is difficult for humans. The human brain will choose what it knows, what it already knows over the unknown every single time until you train it to do otherwise. Okay. Even if what you know is toxic and hurtful, it will keep choosing that same thing because it knows what it's dealing with. It takes bravery, concentration, presence, evolution, processing, integration, transformation of shadow. It takes a lot of work to get your humanness to lead with discovery into the unknown and not keep touching what it's seen so far again and again and again because it's the only safe place it thinks it can go to. There is no more safety in obsolete stories, structures and traditions and rules and expectations and roles that you play again and again and again. There's no more safety in them. They're, they're, all, they're all collapsing. And so it, it's challenging to go outside of that. Now, going outside of that is Pluto and Aquarius. Aquarius, again, is visionary and future forward. It's humanitarian. This is also where technology lives. So the future is opening up really rapidly, meaning you as an individual are evolving along with it. Unless you are in very high resistance. And to be in very high resistance, you would have to be like intentionally causing fear. You would have to be intentionally oppressing others so that you feel like you have control. You would have to be repeating the same patterns because God damn it, if you're going to suffer, everyone else should suffer too. <laughs> oh, that's not funny. I don't know why I'm laughing. I think I'm laughing because people actually do that shit. It's like, oh my God. Anyway. Um, Going into Aquarius is owning your own energy. And what I think it's going to be ultimately up until 2043, when we move on, it's going to be, we find ourselves, we find each other. And people are having a real hard time with step number one. We find ourselves because people are holding on to the story or patterns or um, control systems with that has an, a, a perceived sense of safety, that kind of stuff. Okay. So when Pluto goes into Aquarius for a few months and it'll come back out, okay, it's going to square the nodes, South node in Scorpio, North node in Taurus. And right now Venus is at the North node in Taurus, Venus in her own sign. Pluto going into Aquarius. I think that there are two octaves here. The higher octave is going to be people who have been preparing for this for months and months, if not years going you know what? Anything that's left that needs to be cleared out, let's do that shit. Okay, Pluto, the ruler of Scorpio in Aquarius, squaring south node in Scorpio. It's, what is it? What is in there? Now, because I'm a Scorpio, I'm going to speak with a little bit of authority here. I don't know if it's authority. How about just my lived experience? Okay, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> What I've been experiencing in the lead up to Pluto going into Aquarius, and what I mean by lead up, it is this really started with Saturn and Jupiter's great conjunction at zero degrees Aquarius, December 21st of 2020. Okay. It's, um, it's recognizing, recognizing that there is a shadow in the way and just letting it be over now. Okay. So like, uh, 
the the only way that I've seen so far that you can do this efficiently is to get really honest in facing things that you don't want to face. Um, it's when a shadow comes up, instead of going, no, 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 you go, all right, all right, all right, it's coming up. What is this? And you sit with it and you try to bring mercy and self-forgiveness and don't self-abandon and try to get it out of the way specifically because you're trying to raise your frequency to a new frequency that's more authentic to you and your future forward self. And also South node opposing North node and now Venus in Taurus is your high, your, is to get to a higher quality of life. At this moment, when Pluto's about to go into Aquarius, we have the assistance now of Saturn and Pisces that's trining into the South node and Scorpio. Saturn, of course, um, was in you know, the higher degrees of Aquarius before it went into Pisces. And so in Aquarius, Saturn and Aquarius said, you're responsible for your own energy. Then it clicked into Pisces and it said, so that means you're going to have to do the work to clear out all the suffering that you're still carrying. And it will look like shadows, says the trying to South Node in Scorpio. Okay. So the work that Saturn is asking us to do in Pisces doesn't look like the work it would have us do if it were in, say, Pisces opposite sign in Virgo. That would be roll up your sleeves and get to work. In Pisces, it's we're going to let it dissolve. But it won't be able to dissolve off of you, out of your energetic field, until it makes itself apparent. And it can't make itself apparent if you have escape methods that are getting in the way. And so Saturn is going to take away your escape methods, they'll stop working. So let's say um, you have an escape method of being super stoned. <laughs> I, I mean, you're going to look up and you're going to, you're going to go, this is not giving me transcendence anymore. It's making me feel fucking stupid. <laughs> right. Or like, um, I haven't, I, I used to drink a lot of wine. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not like a drinker anymore. Um, the other day I went to go get some food to go from the place next to where I live or whatever. I'm like, I'm going to have a beer. And I had a beer and all I could taste was the, the, the poison of the alcohol. And I was like, yep, can't sit around drinking anymore. Wow. This tastes fucking horrible. And, and then there's people who are like working all the time to escape facing some real heartache that's happening underneath. Well, um, you're going to find that that heartache is going to come up in the middle of your work. You're not going to be able to escape anymore. People who escape by running marathons, okay? Like, you know, you twist an ankle and you can't run for six weeks. It's like, oh shit, here it fucking comes, <laughs> right? I'm not wishing anything on anyone, okay? So let, let, me, let me tell you a caveat. With the Aries energy jacked up, sincerely, side note, literally watch where you step, okay? You can be accident prone in here. Be careful on the roads. Be careful around in crowded places. Be really careful in crowded places where people are drinking. Um, you're going to see like really erratic behavior. So watch your surroundings. Um, don't go, don't, don't be interested in chaos. 
Don't go, ooh, look at that chaos. What's over there? No, thank you. Go in the opposite direction. Okay, so, all right, back to clearing out energy that you don't need to be carrying. When you find that Saturn, who is stern, is taking away your particular way of escaping, then you get, please don't resist. Don't go get four times more of that escape method and insist on escaping. You're going to hurt yourself. Okay. Don't choose a brand new other form of escape and hurt yourself there too. Saturn's job is to come get you where you've gone off track and put you back on track. And so if you've gone off track in escaping or avoiding that you're still carrying around an old suffering you shouldn't be carrying around, then it's going to make you face it. It's not going to punish you. It's not going to beat you over the head with it. Okay. Again, the work of Saturn and Pisces is to let it dissolve, but it's going to force it to come up in order for it to dissolve. And again, the reason why you would do that is because says Pluto going into Aquarius, we are trying to, we are trying to evolve in real time into a progressed future forward way of living says the ruler of Aquarius, Uranus in Taurus. Okay, Uranus is in Taurus with North Node and Venus. Your quality of life has been too low. And I'm sorry if that sounds rude, but you know, it's true for everyone on the planet. It just depends on where this is happening in your chart. Your standards have been too low. And that's not a criticism. I'm saying that life is wonderful and infinitely abundant and very generous. Where you have been afraid to want things, where you feel like you're, you haven't done enough healing and therefore you're not worthy, where you feel like, you know, let's just try to survive and I'll just be grateful for that. Well, yeah, you should, you absolutely should be grateful for what you have, including being able to keep the lights on. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. I mean, for millions of people, the fact that you have a roof over your head and people are able to eat and you've got lights on, yay, winning. I mean, it's, it's rough out here, okay? But higher quality of life doesn't necessarily mean materialistic things. I think that when you hang around on planet Earth long enough, your priorities on what is a high quality of life start to change. I used to think I was hot shit for the car I drove whenever I was in my corporate job. And I'm not going to drive for the rest of my life, I think I've mentioned here before. because. First of all, I shouldn't be on the road. Uh, I'm a terrible driver, but I also don't. I also don't care. I don't care about the car. Um, and then I also happen to uh, believe, understand, and know that we're going to go to autonomous cars in within our lifetime. So fuck it. I'm just already going into the future. <laughs> and so I use like, you know, I use Uber and public transportation, that kind of stuff. Anyway, I digress. Um, you find that when you hang around long enough, your priorities change. One of the things that I value very much, I mean, first of all, my connection to my son. My son is the best person who ever walked the planet. Fight me on it, okay? Um, but also, uh, I value time. I value having more time, uh, filling my time in the way that I want, being at ease within time, not anxious about time, and uh, being in flow and not forcing things that clearly aren't meant for me. Time. So 
quality of life, what is valuable and important to you, is informing how you get into alignment with your authentic future forward vibration or frequency, Pluto in Aquarius, and how you get there is by working through the, the, the dissolving of suffering that you should not be carrying around anymore by losing the effect of your escape mechanisms. And then therefore shadow comes up and we want to treat those with a lot of mercy and forgiveness and grace and just let it fall away. We're not digging up dead bodies. Okay. We are not resurrecting old stories. You don't have to go contact, you know, the, the kid who made fun of you in third grade and be like, I want to talk to you about third grade. You don't have to do that shit. Okay. And you certainly don't need to spend all of your energy finding a way to forgive someone who did something to you that is unforgivable at this point in time. In the expanse of time, yes, forgiveness is always eventually on offer. But if you can't do that right now, then you can at least forgive self-abandonment. Okay? So, and then also on the 25th, on Friday, Mars goes from Gemini to Cancer. Uh, Mars has been in Gemini since August of last year. It went through a retrograde cycle. It has been forever. Thank God it's moving on. Um, I think that communication between uh, communication with masculine energy is going to get better, but it's not going to get better on Friday. Okay. Mars still has to go through cancer. Mars doesn't like being in cancer. Mars gets its feelings hurt in cancer. The feminine energy does great when Mars is in cancer. The feminine energy defends vulnerability and gets really like tall. It takes up space in the feminine. Whenever Mars is in there, the masculine doesn't do very well. Um, again, not wishing anything on anyone. I've just been doing this long enough to be able to say this is usually how it goes. So Mars gets into Leo um, the May 25th. May 25th, May 20th, 25th, something like that. Um, and then briefly, that's when Venus and Mars will be together in Leo before Mars moves on and Venus goes through a retrograde cycle in Leo. So end of May is whenever the masculine and feminine start to come back together finally. Um, not to say that we should be fighting each other between masculine and feminine, don't do that, but we still need a lot of patience and understanding and compassion. Um, I mean, we always do, but it's just, we're not in great territory with um, thoughts and conversation quite yet, but we're almost there. So back to the new moon, right? New moon in Aries, we're going to have another one. So um, right now it's about dealing with the immediate of the immediate that you do in present time in the environment of very big shifts, go, the collapse of the old structures that will not will not be able to stand the test of time going into the future. It's going into a new frequency that's authentically yours. It's getting the shadow out of the way that stops you from owning a future forward self or makes you afraid to want things and go for a higher quality of life. And you get there by letting your methods of escape glitch, let them not work, okay? Let them fail. And it brings up, Things where you go, oh shit, I didn't even know that was in there. Um, well, I paused for a second. I was I was gonna share with you uh what mine were that came up, but I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna share it, not because I want that I'm withholding or I want to keep a secret or whatever, but this is a great example. I could talk about um the 
the the holes in my heart that came up to the surface uh, since Saturn has been in Pisces, I could, but then I would be resurrecting a story. That's between me and me. I'm able to look at those things that have come up, recognize that I have been escaping, feeling them all the way, probably for decades. They're just now coming up because my vessel is cleaned out enough to where they can come up in a way that I feel safe. Okay. And, and I have, I feel safe in going, yeah, mm -hmm, that's there. And then you just go, all right, that's enough. That's enough. It's not happening in real time. Don't need to repeat it into the future. We're done here. You're all right. And then you move on, right? If you can do that, if you can get into allowance, not resistance, if you can get into self-mercy, self-forgiveness, if you can allow the dissolving and the collapsing to happen, if you can let yourself want things, if you can allow yourself to want a higher quality of life, if you can be brave in going into discovery in the unknown and know that there is an expansion into a life you have never experienced before and don't talk yourself out of don't talk yourself out of possibility. Don't argue in your head about that seems delusional. There's no way that can fucking happen. Calm down. Yes, it can. You just got to figure it out and get out from underneath the story. Okay. Come on. This is really big. If it feels really big to you, rest more. Eat well. If you're feeling great, have no idea what I'm talking about, <laughs> then check on other people. Okay, check on other people. Some people get transits early and I know there's going to be a lot of people who listen to this and they go, yeah, I feel like I've already been through that. Warning on that one. Warning. You have two Mars-driven eclipses coming. I see people all the time who go, I hear all, everything that you're saying. I feel like I've already done that. I'm in the clear. And then you get blindsided, especially when it's eclipse-driven. So be humble, stay present. And really, like you would, you would do well to have the attitude of, well, whatever this is, I'm here for it, because you want to be free. This is not a haunting. This is a healing. Okay, this is your emerging. You are emerging into a new self, and I'm excited for you. Thank you for joining me this week. If you'd like ongoing support outside of these podcasts, you're invited to register as a member at BeTheEvidence.Live and receive your invitation to join all of our community in the new app, which we are very excited about. You can also schedule one-on-one -on -one time with me at SusanGrace.org. We'll talk again soon.